0: So, uh, Bradley Trainer took uh, a little journey into the world of Gillian Anderson. And, uh, wants to share with us what he learned, which we find kind of fascinating on the Colleen and I Bradley did a show. book report. <laughs> My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. No, Hi. if I can just be really transparent, you started to tell us about this journey you went on in an investigation about Jillian Anderson for personal reasons. And we were like, why are we not Get sharing this Files on the show? Team ready. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Because it it is such an interesting story. So we thought you should share it here.
1: Well, because I feel like I'm probably not alone. But I had one of those moments in my life where I'm like, I am far too old to be realizing this for the very first time. I feel like somebody failed me. Like the education system failed me. The pop culture education system failed me. And that's why
0: we're here is because we don't want to fail you like all the other pop culture uh, education systems have.
1: Exactly. We are a uh for profit private. Mm-hmm. We're a private yeah. entity. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. you know, even though we're public uh school minded at heart. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just the way the system works, it man. Is, anyway, i this is a dumb analogy, but can we I wanna I wanna <laughs> reveal the mystery of Jillian Anderson.
0: Yes. <laughs> The truth is out there, and Bradley's going to tell it to you.
1: <laughs> so I, I of course have been a little obsessed with Jillian this uh, moment in time because of her role on the new season, the fourth season of TV's The Crown. Actually, it's Netflix's The Crown, mm-hmm. and she plays the role of uh, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Many of you know you've probably watched the episode, and I so haven't, I haven't caught
0: me, up yet. But go
1: on. I know it's a long story, but let me take you into my head. So. I'm watching this and I'm having this thought where I'm like wow, she's doing an amazing job. She's killing it. Like I mean, in terms of a performance, it's no easy thing to to um it sort of embody somebody who is so well known and to do it well, right? So I'm just I'm marveling at her acting ability. I'm also marveling at her accent. Like her Margaret Thatcher accent is on point. It's amazing. It's interesting. I'm listening to her talk about um, her accent. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, like for an American to get this role, this is kind of awesome, right? Like for, because I would think there are a lot of British actors who, and again, I'm taking you on my journey in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this as I'm like walking the dog or whatever. And I'm thinking, you know... For an American to get this role and to do it so well and to to inhabit that accent, like how do you do that? That's just like I marvel at her, right? Yeah, so I was fascinated by it. So then um, there was an interview with her. Terry Gross um, does Fresh Air, right? And I listened to that on podcast. And she does interviews with celebrities. So she's interviewing Jillian Anderson about her role in The Crown. And as Jillian Anderson starts, Can I ask to a question talk, before you yeah. go.
0: Um, Did you seek out that interview or was this did this just happen to show up?
1: It's in my feed because I download it on the regular. And I don't always listen, but I saw Jillian Anderson. And you'd already had this
0: whole thought journey. Yeah. Okay. I've been sort
1: of, it's always been in the back of my head. She does another show and it's not coming to mind. But she also, I was like, oh, she's clearly like up in the British stuff. Oh, sex education. Yeah. Yes. And she has a British accent in that. And I thought, so she's, like, all in, right? She is playing the parts. Mm -hmm. So then I listened to this interview with Terry Gross, and she's speaking in a British accent. And I'm like...
0: You're like, wow, how method.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) wait a minute. She's not... But she's... She's Scully. Right. She's not British. And I was like, is she British? And so then I'm, like, now my head is in the journey of, like... How do I not know this? She's British. Is she British? Okay, okay, so maybe she's British. And then I'm like, well, okay, so then it makes sense. But then I'm like marveling at like, she totally inhabited Scully.
0: Yeah, and thought made a you think from she was X-Files, American.
1: That she was totally a believable American. Not always impossible. British actors and Australian actors, I think, are far more adept at playing American he, like, roles for example, than in
0: reverse. Hugh Laurie played the character House on the show House. And he did the most impeccable American accent. I had no idea he was not American. Yeah, even Nicole So, like, it happens all the time.
1: um, Braveheart, what's his name? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson.
0: And both those people, by the way, born in the United States.
1: Okay, so now you're on my journey. So in my journey, in my head, I'm like, God, I'm dumb. I didn't know she was British. Uh, She's not British. What? She is an American. But she's an American.
0: So does she have like who, a Gwyneth Paltrow experience or like a Madonna experience where she kind of?
1: To have... Well, no, 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 not where, like where she just like was affected like I a, like a this. I'm accent. going to
0: speak in this fake accent. So
1: it turns out that Gillian Anderson was actually born in the United States. She is an American. She's born of American parents. I actually don't know their their citizenship, but they were living in the United States when she was born. And um, she then, the family moved to London, and she grew up basically in London. Um, And then when she was, I think, 14, and I learned a lot of this from this interview, but then I went back and was like looking through her Wikipedia just to make sure, because I'm like, I don't understand how this woman is so amazing. So not only did she grow up in London, she came back and moved back to Grand Rapids, Michigan when she was like 14, I think, for high school and she is literally able to inhabit her americanness and her britishness like at the drop of a hat like at the flip of a switch and she talks about it in this interview that she she has to make a conscious decision what accent she is going to speak in when she's doing an interview hmm. because both of them are fluent to her both the british accent and the american accent are fluent such that she has to make a conscious choice. And it's and not just, just the
0: accent, too. I mean, like, because there are colloquialisms that oh, yeah. that go along with each of those accents. And yeah, she so it's... employs those as well.
1: Absolutely. So she's completely bilingual in that way. And I know that that's probably far more common. And people are going to come up with all these other examples. I just never knew that about her. Yeah. And so in my head, like, I, I had whiplash. Because I was like, whoa. No, wait, whoa. No, wait, whoa. Right? Like, it, it is impressive. Because from... And you, if I remember correctly, were mildly surprised that oh, she was not...
0: I had no idea.
1: Or that she had the ability to speak both of these...
0: Dialects. I didn't even realize. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And the other thing um, that you mentioned when you were telling the story that I f- found so fascinating was that she was then asked about how she decides which way she's going to speak, and it has to do with who she's speaking to, and how hard it is in certain instances. Right?
1: Yeah. So she was saying that, like, usually if it's a British, uh, you know, outfit, like she'll speak in a British accent, and if it's an American journalist or interviewer, she'll speak with an American accent, but that it becomes difficult when there is an American and a British person in the same room asking her questions, because then she she essentially changes to whoever's talking to her, right? Yeah. I mean, she can do it. But she said that that becomes more difficult, that sometimes her voice will change back and forth. And I just thought that is such a fascinating life story. And I will say, if you go read about her life story on wikipedia or any of the interviews she has a farm like there's a lot of other fascinating random things about her um but i just found that to be it made me feel better about myself because i do feel like i should know better like i should have known one or the Mm -hmm. other but the fact that she wasn't like this closet brit that i just never realized but that she's actually this like you know hybrid person she is neither i mean she considers herself probably an American, but she has this such close cultural uh, language connection to the UK that she's completely a believable Brit, I would imagine.
0: It's so interesting. To the Brits, I'm
1: saying I don't know, you know, what, what Brits think of her.
0: It's so interesting. And I would, I mean, I do, it actually leads me to so many other questions that I don't have answers to, but definitely would, you know, if I had her in front of me for an interview, I would ask a lot of questions about the choice that she makes and how other people react to it and all those things.
1: Well, and I would imagine that other actors want to know what her secrets are for, like, the language, because that is no... You know, because I did want to give her credit for being able to do an accent that's not her own perfectly, but it turns out they both are her own. So, of course, she's going to speak them perfectly or, Mm quote-unquote, fluently. Um, But I imagine that other voice actors or people that are trying to speak with accents that are not their first would... You know want tips and tricks from someone like her so
0: interesting when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we have to talk about rebel wilson she is one half of the ship. Whoosh. whoosh and we're going to talk about her after this on my talk 107.1 usually when we talk about rebel wilson we are talking about her in the context of her ship. after all that's what she wants. On the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything, entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, but we're not even gonna talk about her boyfriend Jacob P. Bush, are we? No, I
1: feel like, you know, um, sometimes women are themselves. They don't what? need to be attached to a man to define themselves.
0: <laughs> Whoa. That's <laughs> the craziest thing you've ever said.
1: Um, no, this story has nothing to do with Jacob P. Bush. So I was like, let's we don't need to run this through the publicationship. Um, either we beat people over the head with publicationships enough. And by the way, download our second episode of Go Deep in the Shallow podcast, which downloads today. Yes,
0: thank you. Okay, it downloads today.
1: It downloads today. <laughs> if you download it, bitches, you oh, better. I'm say gonna come it. find you if you don't.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he means it. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so there was a people exclusive, which means what.
0: The call is coming from inside the house. Rebel Wilson handed them this story.
1: Yes, so she well, she actually sat down with people. So, but they, it's still an exclusive. So, um, here's the headline. You know, for those of you who maybe haven't been paying attention, this is Rebel Wilson's year of health. Right? Mm -hmm. Remember, she's being healthy this year. Mm -hmm. Rebel Wilson used to eat three thousand calories most days before beginning her weight loss journey. I'm just trying to go for overall balance. Overall healthy balance so then follows a story about how um rebel wilson was out of control and she ate three thousand calories a day i don't know how she was like maybe they like tracked that someday they must i
0: mean she she probably did like she probably when she first started to pay attention yeah kept a food journal
1: and and knew um so she apparently made the decision to change her lifestyle and as you know this is her year of health um and so then she tells this very perfunctory story. It's it's kind of boilerplate, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's a very common story that you've heard celebrities say like I didn't realize these things and now I made some changes. And it's really nothing earth-shattering. It's all very basic healthy changes. She started eating a high protein diet. Um, But she talks about how that was hard because she didn't used to eat a lot of protein. She ate a lot of carbs, like things that, um, you know, other people have experienced if they've gone through a weight loss. But then it goes into her partnership with Uber Eats and Chipotle. Okay,
0: I was hoping you were going to get to this place because at the end of the day, man... It's hard to open up these articles and not see the world for what how we have started to see the world, yeah. Uh, in the deep dives into pop culture that we do, that one of the interesting things about People Magazine, and that's a Minnesota interesting, is that they yeah, cater to the celebrities' sponsored uh, partnerships. In such a way that the celebrity, no doubt, knows that if they call up People Magazine and tell them they've got a story to tell, and they're going to throw in some sponsorships, that that people will swipe it up because they'll all make money from it.
1: Yeah, so like I'm sure it's actually probably a deal, right? Like there's a salesperson behind the scene who's who's come up with a partnership for Uber Eats and People Magazine, and Rebel Wilson is the vehicle for that, right? So so she talks about you know their
0: Uber vehicle.
1: Vehicle? Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't do that on purpose. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) don't, because it's not pretty. Um, I haven't had my year of health yet, though. Um, I'm getting there. Um, No, anyway, so she talks about these things. And then, and then she, you know, she obviously wants to get the drop for Chipotle and Uber Eats, right? And people might say to her, okay, well, do those two things go together? Like being super healthy and like, like not that Chipotle is the worst thing ever, right? right. Or that Uber eats is necessarily unhealthy, but mm, fast food. Uh, that seems like there might be some friction there. Well, then she does the whole, um, pivot.
0: Know, she pivots.
1: She pivots. Yeah. And she's like, it's not about never like eating this food. It's about doing it wisely. She doesn't even say that. She says she still cheats. And she that she is then going for overall balance, overall healthy balance. I have this state of being, she says, which is not my quote. Uh, what? I she goes, I, I have really this state that. of being, which is not my quote. But I go, nothing is forbidden. We'll be like, should we get in and out Burger? And I'm like, nothing is forbidden. I can go there. I just might eat half of what I used to eat before, you know, and I'll have a burger and a few fries, and then you feel fine, which this is all totally fine. Like I don't think there's anything abnormal about it. Mm-hmm. but it's just a narrative created in service of this like product placement for people magazine, and oh my greets and Chipotle.
0: It's crazy, and it leaves and out it's... an entire part of the journey, an entire important part of the story, which is that you know how nice if you can just switch your brain like that to i'm gonna stop eating halfway through this burger and fries and be fine that's not an
1: easy thing that is
0: not an easy thing and And, by the
1: way for someone who's been doing this for five minutes as she claims to have been doing this for five minutes i think that's all suspect because i think she's had probably an adventure and a struggle with food for mm -hmm. quite a while as somebody who can relate to that experience um and, you know, maybe you could, too. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. all human beings go yes. on a journey with food throughout their life. It's n- like to be able to say that you're magically in a place within a year that you can just turn off your food issues yeah. halfway through an In-N-Out burger.
0: Well, and it almost it's like that. It's so simple. It's just so simple. I didn't realize it was so simple. It's what? So obvious. Um, it's so obvious. It's, but it's not that simple. If it were that simple there wouldn't be issues right if it were so simple to just turn change flip the switch in your brain like that everybody would be doing that and that's what i don't like about this article is that it is too much about the partnership and the dollars that are switching hands here and not enough like real substance about what this year has been like for her it's a
1: bunch of platitudes
0: yeah in In service endorsement yeah exactly Mm. Mm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we've got crazy, come stupid idiots. Truth. Yes. <laughs> we've got some crazy, stupid idiots for you after this on My Talk 1071. <laughs> dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots.
1: It sure does. Why? Well, because that's uh, the world. No. Wait. <laughs> it sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full <laughs> of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly, over and over again, oftentimes in the state of
0: Florida. Uh... where are we going first
1: north rockland
0: where's that it's just north of south rockland
1: yes it's actually new york state um and i want to tell you about some residents of new york state Uh, they live in ulster county they're residents by the name of travis cavullier 23 years old and ashley miller 23 they're both of tees. and they were arrested on sunday after police responded to a report of a neighborly dispute, row—it's the neighborly dispute that earned them crazy, stupid, idiot status. Um, no, no indication uh, what the dispute was about, but we do know how it manifested, and it's the manifestation of that neighborly dispute that earned them crazy, stupid, idiot status. <sighs> was it? I hesitate to ask you to guess because it's totally out of what.
0: Was it through the secret? What? They manifested what? it through the secret. Oh, okay, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Thank you, Holly. Like, well I'm done.
1: tracking. You're so fast but and far ahead of
0: me, honey. That was good. Um,
1: mm-hmm. No, this was not a uh, New Age self-help experience. Mm-mm. Although maybe, I don't know, because honestly we don't know what caused it, but what I can say is how it manifested <laughs> has to do with schmeces. Oh. Okay. This is a schmeci stupid idiot. Do you want to guess what Travis and Ashley did to their neighbor Joe's or no, that's the um that's the police chief. I don't know the name of the actual person, but um do you want to know They pooped, or on, or his to they pooped okay, on his close, porch. They pooped on his porch. They were porch poopers. Close. Nope, they didn't poop
0: on the porch. Okay. I mean, I don't want to push it too far, but I'm wondering.
1: <laughs> if you could just squeeze out another guess, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, Don't let your mind block you from the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just let um, it out.
0: Okay. Release. Um, they didn't poop on his porch. They pooped on his garag- in his garage.
1: No. What they did was wipe some schmiches <gasps> on the schmack schmore, the back the door. The back door. Well, they wiped. (laughs) (laughs) Usually you wipe it off the back door. But instead, Chief Joseph C. uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Chief Joseph said um, they actually wiped not just any old kind of schmieces. Oh, dear.
0: Oh, no. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Special species. I no, thought you were going um, <laughs> to tell me about the consistency, and I was not interested in uh, that program.
1: No, this <laughs> is not a consistency. It's a. These are genus. were these
0: hu- Okay, not human shmeshies, or Non-human were they
1: shmeshies?
0: Was it was it uh, canine shmeshies?
1: Yes, okay. it was dog poop. So they wiped dog poop on the back door no. of the complainant's residence. We're not sure why, but, like, it was a two-man job. Well, a man and a woman. Um, a two and a dog. Job. <laughs> a dog, apparently. Um, Who did the real work? Also, that's kind of an odd play, because if you think about it, you're not likely to get the result I think you're looking for. Like, when you wipe... What result schmieces. are you looking for? Well, you want somebody to grab hold of the doorknob... Okay. ...and get a handful of schmeces, right? <laughs>
0: I guess.
1: <laughs> so, but if, never if having the done this, home, I don't know. If the person's home, right? They're just gonna they open the door from yeah. the inside and be like, "What's that smell?" And then they would look down and see schmiesies. Although I will say that would be hard to get out of the crack, like the the <laughs> key crack or whatever. You, what do you call that? Keyhole. <laughs> Keyhole.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the key crack. What?
1: Otherwise known as the keyhole. I'm saying if you jam the schmeices in. The oh,
0: corner, God. Sure. This is a family program. Then it would be program. stuck in there.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just saying it would be stuck oh. in there and then it would smell forever.
0: Yeah. Th- th- that no, would take you're a getting of- your locks changed oh, after that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of WD-40. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: W-do-40. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't do it, guys. Just don't do it. What
1: what story is number two, Colin? Oh,
0: thank you for asking. For this one, we're going to California and we're gonna meet a guy who who the FBI had been hunting down um because he was part of a thirty-five million dollar Ponzi scheme. Oh, wow. Um, and he knew that they were hot on his trail. And this just reads like a scene out of like maybe Baywatch or like Possibly like Miami Vice or something, so okay. the FBI is closing in on this guy, and he's near a lake. And he's like, "I gotta run, I gotta run." So he jumps on this thing called a sea scooter. Do you okay. know what a is sea that? Like a sea scooter is no, because a sea doo, I think, or ski doo, is like a jet ski. A sea scooter can move around underwater. Oh, yeah, very James Bond-like. It drags you around underwater.
1: Oh, so it's got like one of those helmet things, and you're like...
0: I think so. Okay, so this guy is 44-year-old Matthew... Piercy's from Palo Cedro, California, and he's been running. He's actually oh, look at that
1: thing. That does look very James Bond
0: running this thirty five million dollar Ponzi scheme. So like the FBI closing in on him big. That's a big deal. Right. Because like he's been in charge of this huge Ponzi scheme and he jumps on the sea scooter. By the way, the sea scooter travels at a whopping. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Four miles per hour. Is that fast? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the FBI... So
1: you were selling it, and I no! thought... No. Oh.
0: No. The FBI was like, cool, dude. Like, you're not... So they
1: were just walking next to him. And the... he's
0: in a lake. So sit for a second with this, okay? So he's, he's just he's, going in circles. He's in the lake. Like, he can't get out. He's just, like, on the sea scooter, buzzing around. But he's rich, because this thing... Although actually they're not as expensive as you'd think. They're like three hundred sixty dollars. Um, if you on a really this good one, one is eleven hundred. Th- okay, I was going to say if you want a really good one, it looks like they're about a th- over a thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, the one that's linked in this story is a Yamaha, and it's eleven okay. something.
0: Okay, so they are a little pricier. In any case, um, so he's just, but he's just brrr, underwater at four like miles they, per which, hour. By the way, they can see the
1: bubbles. Yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> sure. okay,
0: we'll just wait. We'll just wait. He couldn't get out of the lake, obviously. And, but it gets worse. He also didn't have breathing equipment. So he had oh. to keep coming up for air. <laughs> coming up for air. And the lake okay. was really cold. So finally he was like, I'm cold. I can't breathe. <laughs> they're and just he like, just, he's like, wham, wham. So he gets out of the lake and they're like, Are you done now? After 25 minutes of like, he jumps back in his sea scootering. <laughs> I'm going to go for one more ride. <laughs> They're like, "Come on, so they locked him up. uh, he has been arrested for wire fraud, mail fraud, money laundering, and witness oh tampering okay. twenty years in prison, and they do not have sea scooters in prison. Thank you, thank
1: you. I do want one of these. This would be so fun once.
0: I mean, it does look like we're fun back doing stuff, but it doesn't it's it's not smart for trying to get away from somebody no. in a lake. <laughs> nope, <laughs> but it does look like a fun toy,
1: yeah. That'd be fun in the Caribbean. Oh,
0: Get your snorkel equipment and just, like, sea-scoot yeah. c- around.
1: Except knowing me, I would, like, screw up my snorkel equipment and, like, not be able to see and just start whizzing around in circles and, like, ah! <laughs> and, like, water going up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: would like to see that happen.
1: That would not be fun. All I'm right. I'm here for that. Um, I have a story for us. Cool. About a headless
0: body on a beach! <laughs>
1: Is it Halloween?
0: Um, No, literally. Somebody's been beheaded and left uh, their body on the beach.
1: So we need to go to Florida. uh, And I want to tell you what happened to this woman walking on a Florida beach. She came across a decapitated body. Don't look at the story, please.
0: I'm not going to, but I cannot believe you brought me a story of a decapitated body. I know. In this usually hilarious segment.
1: (laughs) Oh, but wait, it'll get hilarious. So um this headless body was spotted on Perdido Key near Pensacola, Florida, and it was covered in barnacles and other sea life. Oof. And Sounds like an
0: unsolved ha- mystery.
1: What happened was there was this like sea cleanup group, and they're like be bopping around and all of a sudden, <gasps> oh God, it's a body.
0: And there was no head.
1: So, obviously, the woman freaked out, right? Like Right, she like went you running. would
0: if you found a headless body. Right. Or even a head full body. I mean, if you <laughs> yeah, found a body, true. you'd be Fair freaking point, out. Fair point, covered in
1: barnacles. barnacles. Like you no, can see, you. like I'm looking at it, there's like the body's upside down, um, or like laying in, like face down, except there's no face, oh. um, because there's no head, and there's like barnacles on the butt. It's real nasty. It's really gross. Booty barnacles. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Crusty crusts. <laughs> so they call police and the police show up and they're like, you know, sneaking up to the body like. Doop,
0: doop, Why do they have to sneak doop, up to it? It's doop. not going to pop alive. It doesn't have a it's head. Scary. <laughs> okay. Like, they're like, don't wake it up. It's dead.
1: It turns out it was not a real body.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Yes. It was just a mannequin. It was a headless mannequin, but it had My barnacles gosh. all over, it and it looks like a body. And if I saw that, I'd be like, yep, that's a body. Somebody's that is dead a on
0: creepy the beach. thing.
1: Isn't that creepy? They have no idea where this thing came from, but maybe like an old Sears flooded or something. It Honestly,
0: it, so it's a mannequin. <laughs> it kind of looks like it could have been a statue at one point. Same thing. But um...
1: yeah, but it looks kind of cool. Like it would be like a nice piece of art because it's got uh... all the barnacles on it.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I would, you know, call it art, but but I, I, can, know. I would do something with it. But you can totally, it doesn't have arms either. It's no, armless and off. headless.
1: Even scarier. Ooh. That would be I would be really freaked creepy. out. I'd be like, oh my God. It's like the time my cousin got this uh, uh, letter in the mail. Um, it was for her parents and it said that they won the lottery and... <gasps> We were like, oh, my God, you won the lottery. And we jumped up and down and spent the whole afternoon coming up with things we were going to spend all the money on. And then when her mom got home, she's like, this is dumb. This is fake. This is not real. I
0: hate it when that happens. And we
1: were heartbroken.
0: Every single time we got a publisher's <laughs> clearinghouse letter at my house, I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. I was like, Mom, oh my God, I think we won. We won. We <laughs> won. It says we won. We didn't win. No, you didn't win. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play a little game. That game is called the Throwback Live. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have
1: you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview.